welcome back to the Bright Sides Podcast. AKA the coolest podcast on the internet. <laughs> That's right. It has been deemed that uh, fairly recently. So yeah. if you haven't heard the news, now you're hearing it. So don't look it up. It's 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 pretty it's pretty it's on the DL. <laughs> yeah. It's very new news. Very new. <laughs> oh my god, that's why they call it news because it's new. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Oh, I've never thought about that. Wow. <laughs> Learning things all the time. Oh my god. Well, Cool. Wow. Okay. Moving on. They're not called the olds. That's true. It's not called the old. It could be called the currents. The currents. Um, well, that's why, like, current events. Well, that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. that's describing the event, but just the noun news is, you know, because <laughs> new isn't a noun. Anyway, moving on. This is not the point of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> my name is Rosie, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I am a singer songwriter percussionist that lives in washington and uh yeah that's a little bit about me in case you didn't know who i was (laughs) (laughs) well i guess i'll do the same thing Uh, yeah hi i'm liz um i'm a filmmaker social photographer currently based in missoula montana um but we are best friends um, and we kind of started this little podcast adventure because we were bored in quarantine. So we were bored in quarantine, and then I moved away because I'm originally from Montana. And so this has been a really great way for us to stay in touch and have fun conversations every week. Yeah. So. Sometimes they're really stupid conversations, sometimes they're really insightful and educational and deep. Uh, and there's everywhere in between. That's so. right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, well, Liz, before we jump in to this uh, podcast for our topic of the week, I should say. Yes. Um, how's your how's your week been since I last talked to you? It was good. It was good. I did a little bit of um, puppy sitting for my parents. Nice. They did a little like staycation over the weekend for their anniversary. Oh, that's um, cute. Yes, yeah, so that was cool. Um, and so how my parents do it, they each take they like alternate who plans it every year. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Which is cool, yeah. And so my dad, it was his turn to plan it, and so he played this, like, little staycation where they, like, went and got massages and stayed in a hotel and whatever. Um, but, like, the week before, he had texted my brother and I, and he was like, hey, do you guys want to go axe throwing with us for our anniversary? Oh, my God. And we were like, uh, yeah. And so I got to go axe throwing this weekend, which was so fun. That's um, so cool. Yeah, it was something I wanted to do for a long time because we have a couple places here in Missoula that do it, but it's kind of expensive, so I just never did. And I didn't think I'd be very good at it because I'm just not an athletic person who has a lot of upper body strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Way to go. We played a couple different like team variations. I never won, but like I wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's all you can hope for your first time axe throwing, you yeah. know? Yeah, I was a little sore in the shoulders and the lower back the next day, but other mm-hmm. than that, like, I'll definitely go do it again. It was super fun. Yeah, me and Hayden have been talking about going to do that at some point, so. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, very cool. What did you get good. up to? Uh, this weekend was really chill, actually. It was super nice, and... Uh, it has been really smoky because of all the wildfires, which it was in Missoula too, I know. And yeah. um, But it was finally cleared out like on Sunday. So we spent a lot of time outside and we went on a hike and 
um, I don't know. It was just a really, really chill weekend. And Good. I'm feeling refreshed, which is great. Great. So, That's, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Good job. Yay. Go us. It is officially fall today. <gasps> That's right. It's... Oh, my God. I also made my boyfriend listen to September with me uh, <laughs> while we ate lunch because, and I danced the entire time. So. Oh, my goodness. Yep. That's awesome. Because it is the 21st of September, for those yeah. of you listening. Uh, that is when we are recording. So mm-hmm. needed to listen so to a little bit of Earth, Wind, and Fire today. That's right. Um, I have a friend whose birthday it is today, so I wonder if she knows it, to listen to that song. Oh, very nice. Very good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence followed well, by... actually, that kind of ties into my dig of the week, actually. Oh, a yes. little bit. Liz, um, what do you dig this week? So, the ca- past couple days here in Missoula, it's been a little rainy. So, I got a hot beverage from a coffee shop the other day. Oh. And I got a chai. So, oh chai my God. is my, my Dude, dig of the week. Okay, are you like normally a chai person or not really? Yeah, I love chai. Okay, cool. Because I am also a huge yeah, chai person. I love so. chai. I don't love it iced. That's why I don't get it in the summer. It depends. It's it like watery, but it depends on where you get it. Like, mm-hmm. um, because there's some ice chais that I agree are really, really terrible, but some places do make it well. Like a loose caboose ice chai, which is a company in Missoula, that's dang good stuff. So, <laughs> I also yeah. recently tried a new coffee shop in Missoula. I don't know if you've ever been, but it's Copper Mountain. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, I got one of their like Red Bull things. Oh, I don't drink those things, Bruh. but. I- was it good? It was life-changing. Wow. Like, it was wow. so good. For those of you who don't know me personally, um, my car is very old and the windows do not roll down. So I very rarely go through drive-thrus <laughs> because then I have to, like, unbuckle my seatbelt to get out of the car and, like, stand up really awkwardly. So I very rarely go through the drive-thrus. I think I've driven through in my car, like, literally once or twice. Um, and so I was with a friend and I was like, can we please go get these, like, they call them moonshines at oh. Copperone. Nice. Um, so it's like Red Bull mixed with like different flavorings. And I got one called the 406, which is Montana's area code. And it was like peach and apple. And like it comes with like cream in it. Wow. It was so good. <laughs> and were you energized? I was, but like not crazily. I, w- I would think that like for t- having two cans of Red Bull, I would be like bouncing off the walls. But like there was I wasn't. two cans in yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I get a big one. <laughs> oh my lord! Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad it was delicious, though. That's awesome. anyway. Chai, <laughs> hot chai, chai is yeah, my dig ch- of the week. <laughs> chai is a good dig. Chai yeah. is a a constant dig in my life. I love a good chai. Yeah. Um, I'm trying what to think. I didn't. I didn't think of a <gasps> dig ahead of time. Oh man! But there's always stuff I'm digging. So let me let me think for a second. Okay. Oh. oh my god, I have one more update for the weekend, actually, that oh I don't gosh. think I told you about. Okay, you go into that, I'll think of my dig. So. Okay, I went on a date this weekend. Liz <laughs> Dellinger, you did not tell me about I, that. Yeah, I did. Uh, and how was it? It was really good. It's. Yay! It was like the first date I've gone on in literally like over three years. Because that's not true, and it is. No, it's not. Well, like a like a date with like someone I wasn't already dating. What about like I don't count like my previous relationship. What about your 
Tinder moments. You've had Tinder moments. I've had one. Okay. That You've turned had into a, a relationship. Okay, whatever. For two weeks. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway, um, so we went and saw a movie, which was good because it was very socially safe and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we went and saw Tenet, which is Christopher Nolan's new film, if you know anything about Christopher Nolan. Um, so there's a lot of action sequences, and it was very hard to follow. I'm definitely going to have to go watch it again. But Tenet was supposed to be the movie that like saved the theaters all from going out of business during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't make nearly as much money as people thought it was going to. Oh, no. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I went on a date. It was fine. Um, he knew a couple of my friends. So we like had a couple like things in common. And he works at the Denison Theater. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, he was like, oh, I know some of these music people. Oh, and my I like, God. Oh. I might know who he is. <laughs> well, okay. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was it was going well, everything. And then he was like, we should go to lunch tomorrow. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Sounds good. And then uh, he texted me and was like, you know what? I am just getting out of a long-term relationship and I'm not ready to date again. So sorry to waste your time, but uh, I'm going to cancel. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's okay. We like somebody <laughs> that is straightforward and says what they're feeling and yeah. doesn't just play around. That's a good thing. It That's was a good. good thing. Yeah. So. And, like, I got to see a movie out of it, so, like, I'm not considering a complete waste of time. No, definitely <laughs> not. That's wonderful. I'm so glad it went well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my update. Okay, what's your I dig? know what I'm digging now. Mm. Uh, it is... <laughs> it's a weird combo. Um, <laughs> provolone cheese and pants. <laughs> I said it was a weird combo. But pants <laughs> I'm digging because it's finally cold it's enough cold. to wear pants. <laughs> Uh, provolone I'm digging because we don't normally get provolone and we got provolone and it's it's dang good cheese and just um, to try something new or well no we got it for a specific thing also okay another thing I'm digging is Trader Joe's which like oh I'm so jealous because I keep forgetting that I live in a place now that has things like Trader Joe's so for those of you that have never been to Montana um Montana doesn't have a whole lot in the way of no. like things other people find super normal. Um like we, we don't... just got Uber like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, we just got Uber, like we have one Chick-fil-A in the state. You know, it's like <laughs> we're getting a Panera. Yeah, that's right. You're getting a Panera. Yeah. Um so you know that things are happening. Thing. Yeah. But uh but anyway, so the fact that I live somewhere where a Trader Joe's is like 10 minutes from my house is crazy if Not i venmo you minutes. can you bring me everything but the bagel seasoning next time you go i literally i just bought that for myself actually yesterday i i have some my mom's friend lives somewhere that had one so she like bought us a bunch and so i'm running out and i'm sad yes i can buy you some if yes. you venmo me so. okay sounds good yep um okay good we're done with digs. We're done with this intro portion of the podcast, and we're moving on to Liz. What is today's topic? I'm so excited about today's topic. Um, someone requested this on Instagram. Actually, this was not an original idea of ours, but someone said we should do an episode on this, and I am so flippin' excited. And today we are going to be talking about powerful women that we admire in our fields. So. so- boss i'm so excited so i'm gonna be chatting about some women in the film industry that i think are 
breaking barriers and kicking ass or whatever. And then Rosie's going to be talking about some females in the music industry who are also doing that same thing. And we're just going to talk about it and have some fun. And I'm so excited. Yes. And I mean, there's like so many people that could be talked about. So I definitely think we should do another episode of this in the future. Yes, for Um, sure. So, you know. This, if you like this episode, let us know because then we'll for sure do more of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have three each. I have yes. a very well-known person and then I have one that's slightly less and then one that's slightly less. So like, you might learn something on this episode. Yeah, I don't know if anyone will know any of mine, but that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. We're going to learn some stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um. Okay, who do I want to start with? I'm going to start with, like, my least known one, I think. Okay, sounds um, good. And I think this is a particularly important person because of the Black Lives Matter movement going on right now. Mm, okay. Um, but her name is Ava DuVernay. Um, she is mostly known for Selma. She directed Selma. Okay. Which was all about the um, civil rights movement in Selma. <laughs> <laughs> people have probably seen it um but a right, quick little bio she was born in um the capital of california it starts with an s sacramento <laughs> she's there born in go. sacramento um she's a director producer writer and distributor which is like a very down low kind of factor and person in the film industry so like distributors do a lot of work but don't really get recognized for it so mm-hmm. i think that was really cool um, so she's mostly known for Selma. She also directed Queen Sugar and When They See Us, which are all um, stories about people of color, which is awesome. Um, and then I kind of, I, the reason I picked her kind of as what I have for each of these piece of people um, is that she's obviously creating stories that showcase people of color. And that's just like such a big deal in society right now. Mm-hmm. And I think watching movies and kind of learning about people through art, I guess, and like educating yourself through easily digestible forms of media like a film is mm-hmm. really important and I think that she's doing a great job of doing that um and then I also wrote down she did a lot of promotional services for funny films like Hairspray and Shrek the Third <laughs> oh my god what a combo I love that yeah so she's awesome she's won a bunch of awards and I think she's one of the most influential female directors like literally ever so yeah that's so cool that's so cool. love you Ava <laughs> Love you, girl. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> no, I think what you said, too, about learning about things like race and really, like, learning about hate and what it means to people that have been historically hated. Like, I mean, that's, like, yeah. a that's a harsh way to say it, but it's true. Like, I think learning about it through film and through art, like you said, is such a powerful way to do it because it's putting people through a media that they are comfortable with um yeah but talking about really really uncomfortable ideas so and i think that a lot can get said through film so it's awesome that there are people like her that are doing um doing that work that obviously needs to be done so and i think there's a lot to be said about directors of color making movies about people of color like Mm -hmm. there's less of a stigma I think behind it and it's going to be more authentic and they're going to they're going to know the best way to showcase it without you know quote unquote whitewashing anything 
Yeah. So I always try to look for films like that. Um, I guess I think Netflix put out an article during Black Lives Matter um, that were like, hey, if you're interested and want to educate yourself, these are the ones you should watch. And I oh, think Selma was on that list. So. Oh, cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Good it's a very powerful know. movie. It came out 2014? Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I yeah. should. Yeah, it's a bit of an older one, but. Yeah. Yeah, very it's good. Cool. I remember going to see it in theaters. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Who do you got first? Um, My first one, which I think if you know anything about the world of percussion, you've probably heard about her. (laughs) Um, If you don't, then you don't. And that's fine, too. And you'll learn. (laughs) Um, But the person I wanted to talk about, even if it's kind of cliche for percussionists, is um, to talk about Evelyn Glennie. Um, Do you know Evelyn Glennie, Liz? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so she is super cool. She's kind of considered probably, like, the most successful solo percussionist in the world. Um, And so she's actually Dame Evelyn Glennie, and she's from Scotland. And she is incredible because uh, at the age of 12, she was, um, she became fully deaf. And she started to lose her hearing around age eight and she had been playing music before them. But, um, but yeah, but as of now, like for the rest of her life, um, she's been completely deaf and she is still a incredible musician, multi-instrumentalist. Um, and it's really interesting to just listen to her talk about the way she hears because she talks about how she hears through other parts of her body now there's there's stories and writings and blog posts about how she had a percussion teacher um once she lost her hearing that taught her how to hear pitches through the vibrations in her hands and the vibrations in her body and um and she she also always plays barefoot because of that too so that she can feel the vibrations through the stage through the floor um better what she's playing and so Obviously, she's just so inspirational because if anybody was to talk about being a deaf musician, most people would probably just say that's not a thing. And obviously, she has broken an immense barrier um, for the deaf community to just show how much is possible. And I think, too, it just is such a good reminder for all of us just the different ways that we can sense and hear and learn things that we are so conditioned into thinking there's only these set ways that we go about it and I think she's just such an amazing reminder as to how there's actually a million ways to do things if you're willing to be creative and make yourself and other people honestly uncomfortable um, but you can still do amazing amazing work so yeah she's kind of the coolest ever yeah <laughs> do you yeah. like touch on why pitch is important even if as a percussionist yeah no i think that's so huge well um because the point that liz is making is that for a lot of our instruments um percussion is a set it has a set pitch because if you're just hitting a bar um on a vibraphone or a marimba like you can't change that pitch you can't do anything with that but it's still so important to be able to hear those pitches within the context of everything you're playing one to just know like are you playing 
the right notes you know (laughs) it's just like you want to make sure that everything you're playing is what you're meant to be playing um and what you're quote-unquote supposed to be playing in that moment depending on what you're doing and um I don't know pitch is just so much of musicality too and um it's definitely not talked about as much in percussion but uh there are pitch variations in the way that you hit a note or in the way that you strike it or maybe you use a different um mallet or you use a bow on a vibraphone or something and that's all going to give it different timbres which is kind of like slightly different in pitch as well and so being attuned to those things just means you're more attuned to musicality in general um if you're looking at your instrument as not something that has set pitch but actually that you can make a variation of pitches on um yeah and pitch and also like being able to understand things like pitch leads directly into understanding things like velocity and dynamics and how loud or soft you're hitting um, and understanding that like low pitches are going to be quieter and speak slower than higher things. Um, so there, it's just like all intertwined with being an incredibly musical person, basically. So Yeah, and I think it's like, Obviously, I was not a music major. I don't know nearly as much about music theory or how music functions and works um, as Rosie might. But, you know, and I played saxophone, which is a pitched instrument, quote unquote. And so even just understanding that there is a difference just in how you're playing it, like Mm -hmm. say on saxophone, if I adjust my jaw in any way, the pitch is different. So just kind of understanding that any way you move, any part of your body can affect the overall like mood or tone of it as well um, which I think is something people don't really think about when it comes to percussion so yeah absolutely and I think um you know I I think she's just is a really cool reminder of just like learning how to do things like music specifically but really anything in your life by using more of your senses than just the one you're told to use for it like for instance like using your sense of touch and using your sense of like spatial awareness to play music is so huge because you're suddenly taking in how you're affecting the sound of the room and how the sound of the room is affecting your sound and um that's something that you can't really grasp or start diving into unless you open up your hearing from just your ears and into the rest of your body you know and um I mean obviously too like in film obviously people think about how it looks mostly but the sound world of the film Liz as I'm sure you can say (laughs) is also hugely important to the experience of a film right that's why I tell people when they wear it when they watch like a horror movie to not to like turn the volume down and see how differently you watch it yeah no like just in horror specifically it's such a big deal (laughs) yeah and so um you know we're we're told to experience different forms of art and different things in our life in very certain ways but like being able to tune into those senses even when you're reading a book you know and like if they're describing tastes and smells like actually try to taste and smell them you know like it's Mm -hmm. it sounds it might sound kind of funny to you but um it's such a it's just a bigger way to experience something we already love so why not give it a try but anyway she's amazing and like i said she she does all kinds of um all kinds of 
work and performances. She was uh she played in the opening ceremony for the London 2012 Olympic Games actually. Oh wow. Yep, she was one of the featured performers in that. Uh That would be flipping cool. Yeah, I actually did see her perform once. She was in uh she played with the Great Falls Symphony in Montana. <laughs> what? Of all places. Yeah. Uh and she was amazing. So that's my cool. that's my first person, Evelyn Glennie. Go look her up. She's she's got some really cool talks. I think she has a TED talk too. So, um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Great. Good job, Evelyn. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> okay. Uh, Liz, yeah. Who's your second person? My second person is a person you may have heard of, uh, but if not, here you go. And she is Miss <laughs> Greta Gerwig. Ah. Um. I flipping love her just for who she is as a person um she again was born in california and she is a screenwriter director and actress um and i love i mean just in general i love directors who also act and i love actors who also write because Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just you can uh, like more i don't know easily understand all the roles of what goes into a film or a story Mm -hmm. um and if you haven't heard of her name, she directed Lady Bird, um, which was like one of 2017's highest grossing films ever. Um, and if you haven't heard of it and you're a Timothy Chalamet fan, then what are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's great. Also, I don't know how to say her name. Is it Saoirse? Saoirse I think so. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. She was obviously the main character in Lady Bird. And I love Lady Bird. The first time I watched it, I was in Florida. And we were sitting, we'd moved all of our living room furniture into my roommate's room. And so we were all just like sitting in this very shittily made fort watching Lady Bird. Oh my God, um, that's amazing. Yeah, so it was a moment. It was a moment. Um, and I mean, Lady Bird's great. Let's just talk about that for a minute. It's such a funny coming of age, like rom-com kind of thing, but it's not at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you haven't heard of it or you haven't seen it, it's follows Saoirse Ronan's character as she's like growing up through high school and she goes to um, a religious high school and she has to wear a uniform and she decides that, you know, she's not going to go to college because she doesn't want to and blah, blah, blah. she wants to go to this other thing and she's going to pursue her dreams and she wants to be known as Lady Bird and she's going to be a rebel and she's going to like renounce her best friend once they <laughs> graduate. Um, and so it kind of follows her story trying to come into who she is and it's so good. She falls in love with Timothy Chalamet and he's kind of a dick to her because he's like a don't have a cell phone because the government's listening to you kind of nice <laughs> character. Um, and he smokes cigarettes because that's cool. Um, but it's a great movie. But I mean, other than that, she was a voice in Isle of Dogs, which is the Wes Anderson, most recent Wes yes, Anderson film. Yes, I love that film. Yes. Yeah. I don't love Wes Anderson, but that one is very very good yeah um she was also in jackie and maggie's plan she was maggie and maggie's plan so that's saying something um (laughs) she won an award for acting from the athena film festival which is very large overseas and then the reason i picked her is that she was appearing in movies while she was still attending school where she got degrees in dance english and philosophy whoa yeah like just what kind of a badass person does that that's intense yeah 
so she graduated with a dance degree and then she like continued into her higher education. She got her master's in English and philosophy while she was also acting and like she already had a career. Wow. And I think that's such an important thing to be like, oh, yeah, even though I'm doing pretty well for myself and I'm successful, I still want to like do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into that later again when I talk about my third person. But yeah. um, I think that's the coolest thing. Honestly. Yeah. Just having like already having a name for yourself, but being able to kind of separate yourself from it and do what you want to do in your life, even if like, I don't I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's so cool. And also, too, it's like when you first hear it, like English and philosophy, you're like, whoa, that's like a turn from dance. But honestly, <laughs> yeah. not really, because English and philosophy are like so fundamental into art you know and yeah. and creation of stories and uh you know so like it just it like makes sense but you could go a million different ways with that that's right. so cool yeah and the fact that she's a writer I yeah. feel like you know the English degree will help her in actually writing it but the philosophy degree will help her understand who her characters are yeah um which is something I have been looking into because I have mentioned many times on the podcast that coming up with original stories has always been my like struggle in life Mm -hmm. um I've always gravitated toward documentary filmmaking because it's you know you don't have to think that much about it I mean you do but you're not coming up with an original story and having to find the right lens in order to convey joy you know that kind of stuff right um and so I don't know I've been looking into all of the I'm gonna say it once again all the Harry Potter cast interviews and they're like and they're always like if you go up to JK Rowling and you ask her a very specific question about like serious black step uncle twice removed she's gonna have an answer for you yeah and I think that's insane it is the whole creation of story and making a whole universe is so whack to me Mm -hmm. and so I think the fact that Greta got a philosophy degree is like that just makes sense yeah no I think it makes a lot of sense and like and I I give philosophy kind of a bad rap sometimes because I there's like a couple of different philosophy courses I took or I guess not really courses just like units in different classes through high school and college and they were taught in like the most dry possible way ever and so (laughs) I hated it and I hate people telling me one way to think and then arguing about why it's the right or wrong way I'm like this is just a waste of time I'm sorry but it is really really important and as long I don't know I mean my personal thing with philosophy is like as long as you not you're not like subscribing to the point of like shoving it down other people's throats it's a great way to like study the people around you and yourself and like interpret the world so I totally get why it's valid and I don't know maybe I'm like getting older and that's why suddenly (laughs) I'm like wow philosophy but uh I yeah yeah, I think that's so cool especially in the realm of film and storytelling that's amazing yeah and I I can't imagine going to school and also having like a full-on full-time career like yeah no I I can't imagine that that's wild I yeah. love her. She's great. Look up into some of her interviews if you've never like looked into Greta Gerwig because she's hilarious. Very cool. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Back to you. <laughs> okay, my next one um is a singer-songwriter by the name of Kina Granis, 
who I have talked about a couple times in music recommendations. Um, I think I just talked about a cover of hers last week in the podcast um, as my song of the week, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but Ke- the first time I ran into Keena Grannis, I think was this um, this version of the Cup song she did with like three other people on YouTube like years and years ago. We love the cup song. <laughs> we love the cup song. Um, the song from Pitch Perfect, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and I just like thought that she had a really, really beautiful voice. And I ended up finding her YouTube and she had a really, really uh, popular YouTube at the point, at that point that I had found her and just did really, really nice covers, but also did her own stuff. And um, since then, she's just like, grown and grown and grown and her job really is to just like be a singer and a songwriter and um I think it's not like she's done anything so so wild besides just be like really successful for herself which is awesome Mm -hmm. but one thing I wanted to talk about too was like the way she uses her presence online and um I don't know I think right now as I'm trying to dive into the world of like, okay, how do you like gain a bigger audience but do it in an authentic way? Oh, there's a siren going by my house. I don't know <laughs> if you can hear it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but uh, as I'm diving into that whole realm, I think she's just a really, really great role model of that because she is like nothing but kind online. There's never, there's no drama with her. Everything she wants to share is truly like, for her community and it's obvious that her community has grown like yeah she had a couple of breaks earlier in her career but it's obvious that her community has grown because she's just such like a warm and lovely person and I think there are a lot of really authentic people online but I don't think that there's a lot of crazily authentic people that are also have really large levels of success like she does and so I really admire that and it's like a good reminder that I'm like see that is possible you know to like to be that successful but also still be that warm and that lovely and obviously I've never met her in person and so I don't like know how she is in in the real world quote unquote but Mm -hmm. you get the sense that she's like incredibly genuine and um yeah and she just she's just she's just cool and she has a beautiful voice and um her songs are sound very much like her which i appreciate that as well because especially being online i think there's a constant pressure to compare yourself and conform your art to what other people seem to be liking online and she just yeah does her music her way which is really cool love that is it mostly youtube um no now she she released an album in the waiting like a couple years ago and um she does she'll do singles every now and then um and yeah but her youtube is still fairly active it's not her main thing i guess her main thing now is actually patreon um and it's cool. She's created basically, she calls it KG Records. She's basically created her own record company, completely Aww. funded 
by her fan base, which is incredible. And her tiers on Patreon are literally $1, $2, and $3. But she just has thousands and thousands of people in this community. And I think it's so cool to see people that create a community of people and not just fans. And um, that's definitely something I aspire to not I mean, maybe with my own music, but just in some way, like, I know that part of my calling in life is to help create some sense of community within the world. Um, so I, I really admire that and what yeah, she's doing. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. a little side note. Um, if there's an artist you like that posts their videos for free on YouTube, watch the flippin' ads. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Because there's so many people who are using YouTube, which is great because it's free to everyone, which is amazing and wonderful. And thank you for that. But also, I don't know, support them when you can. I don't know. Share a video every once in a while. Yeah. Sharing is big. Like the video. Like, I just, it is not hard to like the video. No. Just like the video. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're soft or something. Like, no. Like the video. Or maybe it does mean you're soft, but soft people are better because they're kinder and more fun to be around. So exactly. like the video. Exactly. And everything we do is run by robots. That's so the more right. that you interact with something, the robots are going to think people like it. And <laughs> they're right. going to be like, oh, more people should see this if a lot of people like it. Oh, my God. And- did you wa- Have you watched The Social Dilemma yet on Netflix? No. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that later. We'll <laughs> okay. talk about that later. We should probably have a whole episode on the social dilemma, honestly. Okay, <laughs> so. sounds great. I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. moving on. Would you like to say your last person? Yes, I would. Okay. I could talk about this person for hours. Oh, I think I know who you're going to talk about now. I won't. <laughs> I won't do that today. But I love her and everyone in the world loves her because there's absolutely nothing wrong with her. And that is Miss Emma Watson. <laughs> That's right. There is nothing wrong with I, her. She, uh, I love. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love her so much. Not only for what she does on screen, but what she does off of the screen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's born in Paris. I found your figure that out today when I was wow. doing research. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, she was born in Paris. Uh, both of her parents were lawyers, and they were from America, so that's cool. Um, obviously, mostly known for Miss Hermione Granger in Harry Potter and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, but also, add just to throw some stuff in, uh, Beauty and the Beast, the remake. Uh, mm-hmm. She was in Little Women last year. She's in The Circle, and she's in Regression, which are all extremely well-made things. Um, yes. Basically, the reason, what I wrote down on this piece of paper that I'm looking at, I said, I appreciate her want to play strong, independent, and capable female characters both on and off screen. Because I feel like her, like, I don't know if Hermione was her first role, but ever since then, she's kind of just had this pressure to be, like, awesome and just completely independent and super intelligent characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love is that, okay. <laughs> I'm so t- I'm so annoying talking about Harry Potter, but she, <laughs> they delayed filming the last movie because she wanted to go get her master's. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, they had filmed Deathly Hallows Part One, and they were gonna they were gonna she like didn't want to do Part Two because she's like I want to go do school, and so like okay we'll push it back for a year so you can go do school because Damn. they didn't want her to leave the project. 
Yeah. Um, and then I have heard lots of times um, from James and Oliver Phelps and from Tom Felton, who had to dye their hair for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. They're basically like, yeah, we couldn't do anything in regards to our appearance. Like we couldn't for 10 years, we couldn't look like how we wanted to. And that's the whole reason Emma Watson cut her hair. Really? It was like the week after they were done filming, she cut her hair. So she didn't have long for the hair anymore. And she's like kept it short ever since. Yeah. Which I think is such a testament to the film industry and how fucked up it can be sometimes. Totally. Um, yep. But I, obviously, I haven't seen a lot of the Harry Potter movies until this year. But I fell in love with her in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Um, because her character in that is just gorgeous and beautiful and once again very strong and independent. But also has like this soft spot to her where she's really compassionate and just cares about other people a lot. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is just Emma Watson in real life. <laughs> it seems like it. We don't know, but it true, really true. seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's won so many awards Let's for like leading actress, ensemble supporting, just like female actresses of the year. And she's so awesome about, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Activism type things where she's like, yeah. she wants everyone to feel loved and amazing. Yeah. Um, like she hasn't, she turned off her Instagram. She like on Instagram right now, it says that she's not updating it because she is focusing on bettering the world. And I think that's such a cool thing. Cause she knows so many people look up to her and they yeah. have since she was 11 years old. Yeah. And I think she's acting very well on that and just being a badass person all around. Yeah, I think I think what you just said is is so huge. Like she was given this platform. You know, like it yeah. was I mean, obviously she got it from being a talented actress, but like who knows that at age 11, like 10 years later you're going to come out like a gigantic star with a huge platform platform, gosh, platform from <laughs> one movie franchise like that's crazy that's obviously not normal and um yeah the the fact that like as soon as those movies were done she just jumped in to using that platform for as much good as she could and has continued to do it since is so so cool and um honestly the thing i probably have loved her in the most like the most recently is beauty and the beast like i love yeah that remake i didn't expect to like really think anything of it one way or the other but i loved it and um there was so many people online that criticized her for taking a role of a girl that what's that what's it called when you fall in love yes (laughs) yeah for taking on a character that had stockholm syndrome and like the way that she um like i wish she wouldn't have had to defend it but the way that she talked about the character and like and of bell and like why it wasn't stockholm syndrome was so interesting and so cool i can't remember exactly what she said but it was just so clear that she had really thought through all of that when taking the role you know it wasn't just like something she was doing reactively uh she had really considered that and like really thought through like what bell meant to her what that character meant to her and i think that's amazing so yeah and that's really important, especially with all these live action remakes that Disney's doing. Um, I don't love them. I don't hate them, but they're not original, obviously. Um, but Beauty and the Beast is my favorite live action remake because yes. one, just the music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Um, so if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. But I appreciate her and I appreciate Will Smith 
because both mm-hmm. of them were put into these roles that are flipping iconic and everyone knows about them. And originally both of them were like, absolutely not. I can't live up to Robin Williams. And <laughs> right. You know, like, and I love what Will Smith said about it. He's like, I noticed that Robin Williams took into Genie his stand-up stuff. Like he made Genie a stand-up comedian. So I made Genie a rapper and because yeah. like, that's his background. And so they found like, instead of trying to copy what Robin did, he found his own kind of twist on it and put gave yeah. it a new character basically. And that's what she did. She wasn't like, oh my God, yes, I get to be a Disney princess. She's like... <laughs> no i want to make this the story like in the original story and i want Belle to be what she is supposed to be right yeah oh. yeah obsessed i love it <laughs> yeah how can you not like you said how can you not true and she looks great with short hair <laughs> yeah she does yeah she does she looks great with any length of hair as do heard- all of you listeners <laughs> you can rock any haircut you want <laughs> we can't see you but you look great you do have you heard the story about on the last Harry Potter movie when the director was like, please write an essay based on how your character would write them and bring it to me yes, tomorrow? Yes, I have. Oh my god. If you haven't, so I think it was in between, no it wasn't the last movie, it was like in between the third and the fourth or the second and the third or something, they got a new director um, and the director was like, okay, went up to the trio and they said, "If I want you to write an essay based on how your character would do it and uh, please bring it to me. And so... Daniel Radcliffe wrote one page. Rupert Grant wrote zero because he forgot, just like Ron would. And then and Watson wrote like 15 pages. <laughs> uh, I love that. Like she obviously did it how Hermione would and I love yeah. it. Poor Emma Watson had to do so much more work than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Max. she didn't mind, but still it's funny. I mean, she was just carrying those movies on her back. That's That's, so- <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh... <laughs> uh. Okay. So thank you to Hermione Granger and Katniss Everdeen for like forming this millennial, right? no Gen Z, like kind of like feminism wave. It's so important. It's so important, yeah. and yeah, it is. I am so grateful to live in a time where, yeah, there's Katniss and Hermione and Elizabeth freaking, Swan. Yeah, Captain Marvel. <sighs> yeah, like. <laughs> what the hell yeah so great um so i know that i said i had another one but this podcast is getting a little long and (laughs) i really want to do this again like i feel like we should do this in a month so i'm gonna save my last one okay so and i'll do it the next time we do this um but and I just I mean Emma Watson is like so good to end on too. <laughs> we can end like, on Watson. You know, it's just so good. Um, yeah. but I have really enjoyed this conversation. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it as well. Uh but yeah, we need to talk about this more because I think I just don't take a lot of time personally to sit back and really think about the people I admire and go to the step of like okay but why do i admire them like what do i want to take on into my life like and build for myself as well and uh it's kind of like a it's kind of like a way of just being more present in your own life and purposeful and i i love that so thank you for whoever recommended this topic this is awesome yeah same i don't remember who it was so do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> but thank yeah. you for the suggestion. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but let's let's wrap up our podcast with some songs of the week first, shall we? Yeah. I'm just now realizing I did not pick one done by a female artist, but that was on my mistake. Sorry about that. Um, uh, but... Oh gosh, what was I going to pick? <laughs> did I forget already? Why do I always do this? Pick oh one. no, I remember what I'm... You got picking. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine song of the week is Young Volcanoes by Fall Out Boy. Okay. Um, I don't think I, I heard... know that. It's on TikTok. That's how I found out about it. Oh, okay. By the way, TikTok's no longer a thing. Uh, you can't download it anymore. It's just like Flappy Bird. Uh, wow. But, wow. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's Fall Out Boy. It's a feel-good, like, anthem song for when you need to feel pumped up. And it's basically just about how, like, hey, we're young and we're free and we don't have any responsibilities right now, so let's go have fun. And that's basically the message of the song, but it's a really good song. Awesome. <laughs> like, melody-wise. Very good. I'll have to listen to it because I am not on TikTok, and now I can't be on you TikTok. You can't be. So... Shoot, people are gonna start selling their phones with an odd for like nine thousand dollars again. Jesus, that's is that what happened with Flappy Bird? Mm-hmm. God, that's so weird. What's like they wrong deleted with us? Flappy Bird, and everyone's like, "Oh, I want to play Flappy Bird because like you can't anymore." Yeah, and so people who had it downloaded would sell their phones on eBay. Oh my God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but and that okay. was in like what two thousand eleven. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Phones are going to go for so much more now. It's going to be like $20,000 for TikTok. (laughs) Not worth it. Not worth it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, My song of the week is by this band called Gal Dive. I think that's how you say it. Gal Dive. Gal Dive. Um, And it's Gal Dive. I'm not sure. (laughs) But the song is called Sway. And it was recommended to me by a friend of mine that I went to music school with and they just said hey uh i just heard the song and i thought you would really like it it seems like your vibe and it's just uh it's like it's like more boisterous lo-fi i guess (laughs) boisterous (laughs) isn't really the word but i'm just saying it's not like crazy crazy chill but it does have a lo-fi vibe to it it's got a little like a couple moments of xylophone sampling which are really fun And it's just like, it's really groovy and it is kind of a summer jam in some ways, but I think it's great as an early fall jam too. So, uh, so yeah, so that's my song of the week. I highly recommend. So great. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, Disney live action remakes, my Disney news this week. (laughs) Yes. It's all about Mulan. Okay. Um, Give me the tea. Yeah. So I'm looking at this article, um, where basically if you don't know, they released it straight onto Disney Plus, but you had to pay twenty nine ninety nine in order to stream it, uh, which is which, hilarious. Which is interesting. Um, but the article I'm looking at right now says downloads for Disney Plus spiked sixty eight percent Labor Day weekend compared to the prior weekend, according to Sensor Tower. Nearly as good as a seventy four percent jump the app got when Hamilton was released on July fourth. Wow. So basically, just on Mulan, <laughs> Disney Plus made like almost 200 million dollars that is terrifying i'm sorry in nine days wow (laughs) wow yeah it says okay um additionally nearly 29 percent of u.s households that subscribe to disney plus purchase mulan through september 12th 
Um, Disney has about 60 million subscribers on Disney Plus, though it hasn't broken out of the percentage of those coming from the U.S. Still, if about half of the subscribers that are in the U.S. US and 29% of those pay for Mulan, which had an estimated production budget of 200 million, that would, e- that would be equal to roughly 9 million accounts or $270 million in revenue in nine days. Jesus. <laughs> That's insane. That's so crazy. Disney's probably like, we love that the theaters are closed. <laughs> Seriously. That's oh crazy, y'all. Oh my gosh. I haven't wow. watched it because I don't have an extra $30 laying around. But yeah, I'll watch yeah. it when it comes out in December. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, if you've seen Mulan, let me know if it's worth it. Wow. Okay, that's just okay. super crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. What I about hear- you? Um, sorry, I got distracted by the creaking door I could hear in oh. the background of yours. Nick. Um, so loud. <laughs> You're uh, so loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so for my little portion to round out the episode of new music releases, I'm gonna actually put in a slight self plug, a slight <gasps> self plug because Make it bigger than slight make it bigger than slight um but i have a friend from missoula his name is elijah jalil and he just released an album on spotify called nothing to say which is very cool and he's a singer songwriter he's also getting his um his masters in theater right now and uh i got to play vibraphone on a couple of tracks for this album yeah and so i play on the songs much love and what's the other one downpour so i got to play Mm -hmm. i got to track vibraphone remotely for those uh which was super cool and the whole album is is really awesome and he just worked super hard on it and so that's my that's my release update for the week nice Again, it's called Nothing to Say by Elijah Jalil, and I am sure that it'll be up on the Instagram stories, so go check out our Instagram. Yes, and our Spotify playlist. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot to plug that last week. (laughs) Yeah, is that, is the Spotify playlist, is it as a link in our bio? Or can it be? No, but it can be. Let's do that. So go, yeah, head to our Instagram and the link will be in our bio. Our Instagram is at the bright sides podcast. Come over and hang out with us. Yeah. Well, is that all we have for this? That's all I got. That's all I got too. Great. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, we are so in sync. (laughs) Incredible. So good. Yeah. Uh, but. Again, thank you to whoever recommended this topic. It was so, so much fun. Um, We'd love to hear about who some of your uh, influential people, women, are in your life, um, in your fields of study or career or whatever whatever interests you in life. We'd love to hear about them. uh, You can find our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google play i can't remember what it's called the google one um or wherever you listen to your podcasts yeah come check us out we have one every tuesday morning nice and early nice and early so yeah and with the final yeehaw let's (laughs) sign off of the podcast oh my god bye rosie bye liz yeehaw (laughs)